Welcome back to another edition of the Final Siren podcast, our pocket podcast series, thanks to Draft Central. I'm your host, Chief Editor Peter Williams, and I'm joined once again by AFL Draft Editor Michael Alvaro. Michael, thanks for joining us. Pleasure, Pete. Really keen to get stuck into this one. Now, our last edition, we did the 190 centimetre plus, so more of the tall prototype uh, prospects, and we've done key position players in the past. Today, we're doing a topic that's really close to my heart because they're 175 or below, which uh, <laughs> fits exactly where I'm in. So that's perfect. I, I do like all these players too. Like they're all definitely talented. And before we get going with who they are, we've got five prospects that we've sort of identified as the, the ones that are really in that draftable range. For me, obviously, when you're that small, there is the saying, if you, you know, you, you, you're good enough, you're big enough. But I think for all these prospects, some of them have uh, traits that are the best in their draft crop or in those top five. Um, and for a lot of them, if they were 10 centimetres taller, as we say, they would be rated a lot higher. Um, do you sort of feel that's the case with a lot of these players we're about to discuss? Yeah, I mean, without sort of giving away who they are, there's, there's guys who, you know, statistically and just sort of on a natural footballing sense match up with the best of the best in this year's crop. Um, it's just always going to ha- be that sort of knock of, of being small and, and whether they can develop and really impact on games consistently in their you know, natural positions, whether that be in the midfield or, or, um, or elsewhere. So uh, that's the, the clear knock and, and I'm sure these guys will prove many wrong. That's always the way. And we'll, what we'll do is we'll start with uh, the prospects. There's probably, I'd say, three that you'd consider in your, in your top 30 definitely at the moment. Then two that are not too far behind. You'd expect national draft per se, but probably a little bit later on, but we'll see what happens. Um, we'll start off with Sandringham Dragons' Jake Bowie. He's 175 centimetres, so he's at the max for this discussion. He's the uh, equal tall one in the group. Um, look, for me, he's obviously an elite kick, got some great athletic traits right across the board, just hasn't had that sort of exposure from contested areas as such. What, what, how do you sort of see him as a player and, and his strengths, improvements? Uh, where do you sort of rate him? Yeah, well, I think Jake Bowie is one who, for so long, I've kind of wanted him to get into that top 30 in the power rankings this year for me. Um, you know, he's sort of just sitting on the outside and obviously hasn't had the opportunity to play as a top ager and, and gain a little more exposure. But, you know, when I think of how he plays, he's obviously that small type, but he's really tough. Um, so he, while he hasn't sort of been that outward, you know, inside mid, um, so to speak, he, he's able to sort of really use his quick skills and his burst of speed and, and just smarts around the contest to get the ball cleanly, uh, flick it out or, or come away from the congestion really, um, really nicely. So, um, you know, he, he's one who's sort of on that natural footballing, um, you know, in that realm and, and he's able to impact up forward as well with his defensive pressure and speed. And, um, you know, I could even see him sort of rotating off half back or the wing with his skills um, and, and really good disposal efficiency. So, yeah, a high-level prospect and, and one who we've really enjoyed watching back the vision of this year for sure. And we sort of talk about that sort of size and with his uh, traits. We saw last year, obviously, Cosy Pickett going quite high up in that sort of first round, that mid-first round pick. Um, it, it's going to be interesting with Bowie because the ones we're about to talk about, the, the top-end ones, are also attached to other academies or, um, you know, in some way, whether it's Next Gen or, or Northern Academy. So um, Bowie could be one of those that potentially surprises on draft night. Do, do you sort of feel like he's one that potentially could be in that sort of top, 
top 25, maybe even pushing towards 20 type thing? Yeah, well, I get the feeling a couple of clubs do rate him in that range. Um, and, you know, given others of a similar type are already tied to clubs, um, they might not bother with the bidding process and just go for Bowie instead because they know that they're going to be able to get him with no fuss. So, um, yeah, I mean, given the weapons he's got, um, I think clubs either rate him as that, you know, 25, uh, in that 25 range, um, or else they rate him, you know, a little further back just because of his, his you know, lack of size and, and, and that sort of thing, which, um, you know, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's obviously always going to be a contentious sort of topic. Yeah, and it's a bit frustrating for me, obviously, because I do feel like he, if he was 185 instead of 175, you'd probably be saying, well, he's, he's got the traits of a top 10 prospect with his skill and athleticism and, and things like that. So um, another player who's in a similar boat um, is Errol Goulden at Sydney. Now, he's one of my personal favourites across the journey. Now, he's, he's again 175, so at that sort of top, top bracket of this discussion. Now, for me, he sort of just can can play anywhere really he's he's played um obviously on the wing played forward uh during the academy series he played at half back a bit so he's sort of able to play anywhere he's that sort of perfect utility um obviously there's sort of that kicking decision making sometimes he could improve but he, he just takes his chances and he has no trouble finding the ball which can often be a thing with the, the smaller players but he has no problem with the accumulation so um how have you sort of seen him over the journey and, and where you sort of see him fitting in at AFL level? Yeah, he's one who's just been so high level for a long time. You know, the first time I saw him was in, at the Under-16 Championships Division 2. Um, you know, in that carnival, he was the MVP for New South Wales and just the, the standout best player. He was able to rack up 30-plus touches and kick, you know, bags of goals. So he's able to do it anywhere and I think the real promising thing for him is that he's able to do it at every level as well. So, you know, compare him to a guy like Braden Campbell, who's obviously also tied to Sydney. Um, he's arguably outdone him at most uh, occasions that they've played together. Um, but Campbell's obviously got, you know, sort of the, he's, he's got a few more centimetres and maybe a bit more speed and, and that penetrating kick. But Gordon's just such a natural player and, and one who just performs well every single week, really. You can depend on him to find the ball. And I think with, his, with all his traits and just craftiness and, um, you know, just ability to impact altogether, he's, he's one who could be in that top 10 range, um, you know. But then again, as you say, if he was a little bit taller. So um, I, I can see him having a bid placed on him within the first round, um, given some clubs sort of may rate him there, but others you know, may not sort of want to indulge in that bidding process again, but we'll see how that goes. He's definitely one of our favourites. Yeah, he, he makes, uh, he'd make a lot of Sydney fans a little nervous, given that Campbell's bid you'd expect will come top 10 or not far outside the top 10 in that scenario. So the next player in line, which is maybe around the same region, probably that little touchdown compared to those two, but in that sort of top 30 bracket is Fremantle's Joel Weston. Now, He's the smallest of this group, which uh, is quite a feat because we do know that they are all uh, quite small. He's 172. Um, and for me, he's basically, you look at um, his athletic traits and he's literally elite across the board. Like there's no, no way you can fold him athletically. Um, and, you know, he's light and contested. So he does have some areas he's got to build on, as you'd expect. Um, but in terms of his athleticism, it's just remarkable. 
isn't it? But. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he uses it on field as well. Um, you know, the way he he played pretty much as a, a midfielder slash forward this year for Claremont um, and was the captain as well. So he's got that, you know, that ticket leadership. And I think he, his best plays come when he's just weaving out of congestion. He's so smooth. He's, um, he's able to find the ball at will, really, from, from the stoppages and um, just weaves out of there and gets a quick disposal off. You know, you can sort of improve on that disposal disposal at, at speed. So sometimes he'll rush a handball or a kick, but, you know, for the most part, he's really sort of silky and smooth and um, just a player who catches the eye each week. Um, and I think he'll be able to really adjust to the speed of elite-level football. It's just whether he can keep up with the riggers. So he's um, he had a couple of injuries this year, um, but when he was on the park, he was just, you know, top-level almost the best player of field every week. And um, yeah, definitely one who Fremantle fans are pretty keen to get in the door, but you sense with their draft hand at the moment, you know, it may be a case of matching one of him or Brandon Walker um, and not getting both. So it'd be interesting to see because they'd be so keen to get both through the door, but may only end up with one, um, which would be pretty hard on Dockers fans, but um, maybe the case, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, and, and the last two prospects we're going to talk about today are unattached to any club. Uh, so, obviously, there's a couple that you can get. These two uh, are more your mid-draft, uh, maybe that sort of 35 onwards, probably closer to sort of that mid-late third round. Um, so, you can get them. Pretty much every club will have a crack at them if they want uh, with their picks. Um, so, we'll start off with Central District's Corey Durden. Uh, 173 centimetres, played a bit of mid as junior level and then went up to league. Um, pretty solid across the board. He's been playing, obviously, as a forward up at, at Centrals there. But um, the interesting fact about him is there aren't too many 173-centimetre players that play league um, in their top age year, let alone before. So he's certainly, like, he's played some senior footy prior to, prior to this year. So for him, that, that's a pretty good achievement. Absolutely. Uh, it's just a massive tick for him. Uh, I think, you know, we speak about Goulden being able to step up and, and play, you know, well at every level. Well, Durden's played at, you know, probably the best level out of all of these players. Um, and he's done it, you know, as a 17-year-old. So he was one like Gordon who won the MVP at the under-16 uh, national championships, but in Division One. So obviously, you know, running out against arguably the best players or his best peers, um, you know, and being the standout player is massive. So, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, he's turned, as you said, more into a forward of late, given he you know, the size and, and the way he sort of dominates the ground level. So he's one who's really got that burst of speed and acceleration. He's clean, um, you know, below his knees and, and tackles really hard. He's got that tenacity and he's a really natural ball winner. So he's one who would probably play as a high half forward going forward and, um, you know, could even sort of rest deep and, and just, you know, get close to goal and, and be really crafty. Um, you know, around the big stick. So he's one who I've liked for a long time, but it's just hard to sort of fit all of them into that top 30 range because there's, there's so many that are really even in terms of their skills. And um, yeah, at 173 centimetres, um, you know, you've got to have some sort of elite weapon and he's got a few sort of little areas of, of difference that, that make him a good prospect. And the final prospect today is another one out of... South Australia in Phoenix Spicer from South Adelaide. Now, he's one that 
um, has a very different path to Durden in the sense that obviously Durden, as, as you sort of mentioned, was you know, under 16's MVP. He's been one that's been talked up for a few years. Spice is one that's sort of come on the scene, like really this year, he's just burst away. He's he's quite raw. He's 173, but he's got some really huge upside in terms of what he could produce. So um, give us a bit of an insight into him and what he does well and, and where he needs to improve. Yeah, well, he's one that, yeah, as you said, has really burst onto the scene this year playing at South Adelaide. He, um, you know, made a real impact um, playing at under 18s level and then moved up to the reserves and was able to you know kick bags of goals and really provide some some spark going forward he's obviously got the pace and the creativity takes the game on uh, whether it be on the wing or, or up forward inside 50 so yeah he's one who just has a, a high impact um, whenever he's near the ball and and has that upside with all his athleticism and, and just raw traits. Um, it's just a matter of sort of being a bit more consistent and then that durability as well in the sense that he was injured um, later in the year. I think he uh, copped a broken wrist or, or something of the like or a broken arm. So he's done that a couple of times, I think, over the last uh, year or two. So, um, you know, maybe a problem area, but when he's on the field, I mean, he's, he's just such a great player to watch. So, yeah, he, he may be one to really bolt into the the draft standing and that's a difference for him compared to the other guys who have been so high, high level for so long. Yeah. And, and so that's pretty much the five that we sort of got. There's a few others obviously that were, um, you know, between that 175 to 180, but a lot of them you're almost in the range where you could become that sort of midfielder range. We've seen with Matt Rowe this year, for example, it's sort of that 178, 179, um, it's probably the lower end of your inside mids that you could become. These guys are most likely to become forwards or running defenders um, or, or potentially, you know, outside wingers uh, if they need to. So, um, but definitely I think a lot of these are, are forward prospects. And we, we saw Cozzy Pickett, as I sort of uh, mentioned earlier, that, you know, he, he managed to go in the first round. Now, not doesn't mean these guys will, but it means that potentially... Um, they could play a similar upside, similar role uh, within a team playing forward because he even got games this year, as we saw. So uh, really exciting time for these players. Um, and hopefully they do come through because, as I said, I do quite like the, the smaller players who defy their size to really put themselves in draft contention. So that pretty much wraps up our uh, pocket podcast for today. Uh, thanks very much for joining me again, Michael. Thanks, Pete. Really enjoyed this one. And make sure you're following us at Draft Central Oz AUS on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And make sure you follow us or check out our website at afl.draftcentral.com.au for all your draft content needs. That's all from us this time, and catch us again next time.